Please turn with me to the book of John, chapter 14, verse 15, please. We're going to be looking at the book of John, verse 14, uh, sorry, chapter 14, verse 15. The focus of this sermon is just going to be based on this one single uh, verse. It is um, a great challenge. It is something that has great meaning and depth. And I pray that it will be a blessing and a challenge uh, to us all. John chapter 14 verse 15 reads, If you love me, keep my commandments. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ, truly that because that he is always with us. And Lord, as we glean over this passage, this verse, uh, this evening, we pray, O Holy Spirit, that you would be our teacher, that you would help us to have understanding, Lord, that you would speak to us, in a very special and personal way, Lord, that we may respond uh, to thy word. Uh, we ask for your blessing upon this time. In Jesus' name, amen. So to give you some context uh, for this verse, the chapter, it begins with a conversation between Jesus and his disciples. And this is after uh, the Lord's Supper. So they've had their meal, and now Jesus is conversing with his disciples. And what's very interesting about this particular chapter is that it begins uh, and it opens and it closes with the same uh, admonition. Uh, let's have a look at verse 1, please. Chapter 14, verse 1. The admonition of the Lord, it says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And at, towards the end of the chapter in verse 27, he repeats it. He says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, there again. Neither let it be afraid. It's not surprising that the disciples were troubled. Jesus had announced to them that one of them would be a traitor. He warned that Peter would deny him three times. And very distressingly, he mentioned multiple times that he would no longer be with the disciples, that he would leave them. These were just some of the perplexing things that were going on in the mind of the disciples as the Lord Jesus spoke, spoke to them. And the focus of this particular sermon is around this verse where Jesus said, If you love me, keep my commandments. I want to begin by breaking down this verse before we jump into its application. Um, so it begins with the word if, and whenever we see the word if, there is always a condition attached. It is a conditional statement. And it says, if ye love me. So we have this word love, and it's the Greek word agape love. Many of us would, uh, would understand this word to be the type of unconditional love uh, that, that is spoken in the Bible. There are many types of love, but there is an unconditional version. And that is the kind of love that is expressed here. 
It is a verb, uh, an action. Many of, much of the world today would consider love to be some sort of a feeling or an emotion. Uh, and that would uh, be signified as being an abstract noun. But no, here it is a verb. It is a type of action. And that is why we often say that love is a choice. It's a decision that you make. It's not just a noun. It's not just a feeling or an emotion. And in the Greek, it is written as uh, what's called a subjunctive mood, meaning that there's a possibility or, or, or a potential of something. And it follows that grammar of the if, the condition. It is something that uh, can be or cannot be. It can be accepted or it can be rejected. It is in the present tense, meaning that it is occurring uh, in actual time. And ye, the plural of you, singular, the, the plural of, of you, which is ye, speaking to the disciples, all of them, but it is also applicable to, to us as Christians as well. So it begins, if you love me. Jesus says, if, the condition, you love me, you, you love me with this unconditional love. And then there's a comma, and it says the word keep. It's translated elsewhere uh, in many different words, actually. I'll just give you uh, some of them. It, it can be translated as to reserve, to observe, to preserve, to watch, or to hold fast. And there are different applications as to where this word is used. But the meaning, it comes from the word to guard, to guard something, uh, particularly from loss or injury. And in this particular context, it has the idea of fulfilling a command, that it is that to make sure it's carefully attended to or, that, or, or, or to take care of. And that's, what, that's the context of this word, to keep. It is written in the imperative mood, is another uh, in the Greek, meaning that it is a command. Jesus is commanding us to do this. It is a command for the hearer to perform the action. That is why it says, keep my commandments. So this is what the Lord says. The Lord says, if you love me, if ye love me, keep my commandments. So the condition is, if you love the Lord, with this unconditional love, we will keep his commandments. And watch one such a commandment uh, Jesus refers to uh, in this conversation in the previous chapter. Turn with me to chapter 13, please. Chapter 13. This is all in the same conversation. 13, we're going to read verses 34 to 35. Chapter 13, John chapter 13, verse 34 to 35. It reads, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. It says here that Jesus has given us a new commandment. It is not new in the sense to love thy neighbor as thyself, because the Lord God commanded this already in Leviticus 19.18. It is a New Testament uh, idea to love your neighbor as yourself. But it was new because it had never been made 
that the love of one another would be the distinguishing factor by which men would know that they were Christ's disciples. So it was new in this very sense. The Jews, for example, were known for their rites, their rituals, even their clothing, and so forth, and others were, were known for their customs and traditions. But for the Lord's disciples, which then transfers onto us, they were to be distinguished by their agape love, their unconditional love for one another. That means among Christians there is no race or rank uh, whereby we are uh, whereby we are differentiated, but we are all redeemed through the same blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. Jew, Greek, Gentile, master or slave, we are all the children of God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is just one command that the Lord had in mind when he said, if ye love me, keep my commandments. So far we have a conditional statement from our Lord which connects two ideas, the love of Christ, if you love me, and the obedience to Christ, you'll keep my commandments. That is, if we say we love the Lord Jesus, then proof of that love is that we will do his commandments. Time and time again we read from God's word that it's not enough just to say that we are Christians through a profession of faith only. The book of James makes this very clear. Please turn with me there to the book of James. We're going to look at James 1, verse 22, please. The general epistle of James, chapter 1, verse 22. But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. See, James, he he says that you deceive yourself if you only hear God's word and you never do it. You are deceiving yourself if you do this. And when I read this verse and I think, and I examine myself as a result of it, I think, how many times can I remember to the preaching of God's word in this pulpit, sitting in the position that you are there, and saying in my heart, amen, even sometimes out aloud, leaving these doors and not doing that which I've heard. And I can't, think to my, I can't help but think to myself, if that is the case for me, how many more that sit on these pews do the same? It's a very sobering verse here. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. It, James says it's deception when you do this. You deceive your own self. And it goes to show that how, how, how deceitful our hearts can be. But it is a truth that we must recognize if we are to do uh, the commandments of, of, of our Lord Jesus Christ. We must recognize that this is to be true. To add, James explains uh, in, in, uh, in another verse, he mentions that um, faith without works is dead. James explains uh, there are two faiths, in essence. One 
faith that professes, uh, but his actions do not prove his words. And another faith that professes uh, and proves his profession by his works. It's, um, James famously proclaim, proclaims, therefore, faith without works is dead. You can't say that you have a faith and not have some outward uh, work that, that shows that that faith is genuine and real. And likewise, we cannot say that we love Jesus Christ and not keep His commandments. It's the same principle. And there are many more examples uh, uh, in the Bible where... Let's go, let's go back, please, to our main verse, John chapter 14. And we'll stay there. There are many more examples where this word keep uh, is used in the Bible. Just in the book of John alone, it is used 15 times as a command for us to do. Just in the book of John. But let me just show you one example out of the many within the Bible. One that may convict your heart or may encourage it. It is not my intention to chasten anyone tonight. I don't think I alone have that ability anyway. But as we read this verse, I want you to truly ask yourself is if this is a commandment that you keep. It is from the book of Matthew. Please turn with me to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Matthew chapter 28, we're going to look at verses 19 to 20. It is the great commission that the Lord Jesus Christ gives to us. And the word that was, the Greek word that was translated keep in John, the word here, observe, is that same word. And as I read, just keep that in mind. Matthew 28 verse 19 reads, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. It tells us a few things. It says go, first of all. It says to teach. It says to baptize. And it says teach again. The Great Commission does not end with just the preaching of the gospel. We must also baptize and teach believers to keep, or in this sense it says, to observe all things. All things is everything that the Lord has commanded us to do. It is not enough to just do one thing that the Lord has said. The Lord has asked us to do everything, all things that I have commanded you. You generally, I don't go around asking people to, to come and, 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 and you know, uh, exhort people and say that you should be at soul winning or you know, come out to soul winning or so forth. You know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that, that God needs to be your motivation if you want to come out soul winning. And therefore, I, I, I pray uh, for, for laborers, but I don't uh, try to take the position of the Lord in trying to motivate people. I allow the Holy Spirit to do that. But... But I want to use this as an example to, to, to challenge us, to, that, that we may examine ourselves. You know, um, 
you know, let's just say, for example, I, I, I walked around the church after a service and, and I asked a, a, a bunch of people, um, you know, why don't you come soul winning? Um, or, or maybe some others, why don't you come soul winning every week? And um, not that I would, and, you know, but let's just say, say I did, you know. I, I'm sure that I would get some, a, a, a lot of varying reasons. And maybe some of you, uh, I can ask, you know, what re- if you had a reason, what, what reason would that be? And, 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 and so we, we have these reasons. And, and this is just an example of a lack of a, a better one that I can use. Uh, that there are things that you can ask me where I would give excuses as well. So I'm not play, playing a blame game here. I'm trying to make a point. And let's just say that that's those reasons that people gave. Uh, the Lord came and asked them the same thing. Do you reckon that that would become a reason or do you reckon that would become uh, an excuse in their minds? And, and I think to myself, this, this is the, 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 the part where we can deceive ourselves. When it is clear, we, we know deep down inside what the right answer is. We know what, deep down inside what we should do. And we know from reading God's word exactly what we are supposed to do. And this is a challenge uh, for me as well in other areas of life, including being a witness for Christ outside of the soul winning ministry. Because the soul winning ministry is not the be, or, be end or, or be all. It's all the end, end of everything. It's, it's, it's a consistent, we're meant to be a consistent witness for the Lord. And I'm challenged because these kind of verses, um, they, they, they cause me uh, to examine myself. And when I examine myself, I don't often uh, like what I see. So in these times of self-examination, you know, what do, I, what do I do? What do most people do? We reflect and we realize that there is something that we must change. And when we try to change, you know, many times it goes well at first, but often it gets tough. It, 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 it's, it's a struggle. You know, it's not always uh, downhill. It's, 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 it's a struggle. It's an up and down struggle. And often when we face that struggle, when we hit that wall, you know, we, we forget about the promises of God. We forget that that we're on the winning side, as, as Pastor mentioned this morning. And often in those times, we, we give up. And sadly, uh, and, I've, and I've done this as well, of course, and sadly, this is often the story of, of someone who fails to understand uh, this, the teachings of Christ, unfortunately. For it doesn't say, if you love me, try to keep my commandments. And if you can't, don't worry. It says, if you love me, Keep my commandments. And once you understand and grasp the seriousness of that, what a challenge it becomes. And what a challenge it has been for me for, for weeks on end as I, ponder, as I pondered this and still yet unable to, to find uh, an, an answer, you could say. It doesn't mean that we can't fail, because you and I both know that we do. But it, what it does, it, it draws a line very clearly on the ground as to what is required of one that says that he or she loves the Lord Jesus Christ. A line, this kind of a verse, 
uh, you, you suddenly able, are able to see that where that line is drawn. And that the line is that we do. Not just try, but actually do. Think of the person that you love the most in this world. Do you only tell them how much you love them and do nothing to show for it? Is, is that what we do? Or do we desire in our hearts to prove that love to them, to show them that we love them? Do we not do things for them because we want them to know how much we care and how much we love them and, and, and how, how much joy it brings us to see their joy? And let us therefore examine our love for our Lord. We live in a world, as, as Pastor has mentioned, where it's more accessible to, to a greater number of people to access sinful behavior. You know, um, I remember at the MBF, uh, our main speaker mentioned that he just didn't have access to the things that some of the kids have access to, you know, and therefore he never fell into those sins. He, he couldn't understand. But, but, but children, I would say even, with, with access to uh, a smartphone or know how to use it, they have access uh, to sinful things. How easy is it for them to, to be able to access these things? And I'm not making excuses for, for people in this generation because the heart of man has always been the same. But it does show that this line that the Lord draws for the Christian and how it has become blurred for, for many of his people. For some of us tonight, we need to recognize that, that we ourselves, not, not entirely blaming the devil and the world and the flesh, but we ourselves have always also contributed to blurring this line that God has drawn for his children. But because of such a verse, we're able to now see this line clearly, can we not? Let's take this challenge with the utmost seriousness and soberness. I know it's, it's not easy. I wouldn't be preaching it to you if it weren't something that I preach to myself. Often, if not all my messages are uh, things that I preach to myself. But it's something we need to face as the children of God. If we love Christ then we will do his commandments. You know, what's interesting is that while Christ spoke these words, as harsh as they may have seen, seemed, he did not forget to encourage his disciples. Uh, he did not forget to give them words of affirmation and encourage them with, with, with truth and that they can hold on to with, with hope. I'd like to just share with you some of those promises just in this, in this chapter alone, in verse 14, uh, this chapter 14 alone. Please read with me for, with the first three verses. Chapter 14, the first three verses. It begins with, let not your heart be troubled. That's the first thing we, we, we read in this chapter. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. What a promise. 
And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. What a promise the Lord gave to his disciples, which, have, which is transferred unto us. Not only are we encouraged by the fact that he tells us, I know your, your troubled hearts, I know that you have troubled hearts, but don't, don't, don't have a troubled heart. For where, you, for where I will be, you will be also. Verse 26, please look, look with me in, in verse 26. Ch- chapter 14, verse 26. The Lord says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave you, with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If ye loved me, ye would rejoice. Here we go. We have a reason to rejoice. Because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Jesus said, don't be troubled in heart, don't, don't fear. Jesus said, you will be where I am. Jesus said, you will have the Spirit of God. Jesus said to have peace, and he said to have joy. So God, the Lord doesn't ask us to do things without encouraging our souls. In fact, it is not a difficult thing. To, to do his commandments. Do you know that? You may think it's difficult. John wrote this, John wrote the gospel. He also wrote First um, John, second, and third. Let's have a look at what John also says in First John chapter five, verse three. First John chapter five. Verse 3. What does John say? John says, For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. They are not grievous. They are not grievous to do. And let's turn to Matthew, please. Just one more verse. Matthew. Chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11, verse 30. Actually, let's read verse 28, 29, and 30. Matthew chapter 12, uh, 11, verse 28, 29, and 30. The Lord says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. See, it's a matter of perspective. We, it's a matter of perspective when we look at the commandments of, of God and the commandments that Christ gave us, and to think, oh, this is too hard for me. Oh, this is burdensome. Oh, it's grievous. It's a, it's, it's a point of perspective. We have the wrong Perspective. We have to remind ourselves of the very promises that we went through, the very promises that the Lord integrates into his, his, his instructions 
and, and commandments to his disciples to encourage them through, through these, these commandments that he wants them to do. You know, just in this example, the Lord says, take my yoke upon you. And you know, for many of you, you probably understand what a yoke is, but for those who don't, a yoke is, is a wooden kind of device and, and they, they would often have two animals uh, and this yoke would, would connect those two animals together and, and, and they would use that as a plow. And that's why the Bible speaks of, of the principle that not to be unequally yoked, it doesn't work. You can't pull, put a bull and, and, and a donkey, for example. It's not going to work. Uh, and, and here the Lord says, take my, my yoke upon you. It's like saying the Lord is on one side of the yoke and he says, I want you to come on this side of the yoke. And my yoke is easy. The burden is light. That's the picture that the Lord is giving us. And he's saying, he's saying that, learn of me. Come, learn of me. I'm meek and lowly in heart. You know, that's the kind of person that we would want to, to learn from. Someone with a meek and lowly lowly heart, not a tyrant forcing us and, and causing us to do, do what, what, what he or she commands. What a loving Lord that we have. What a tender Lord that we have. And as we close, I just want to reiterate that the blessings of God and in particular here where it mentions uh, to have God's spirit, to have his, his presence, to have his peace and his joy. It comes with obedience. And that's what we must understand. Obedience here means that we, we would do his commandments. We will, we will follow them. We would obey them. We would observe them. We would keep them. So my challenge to you is, is let's keep the commandments of Christ. I just want to leave you with, with some words that the Lord had spoke. Please turn back with me to the book of John, please. And I'll finish with, with quoting our Lord. No better way to end a sermon, I guess, than in the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 14 21 reads, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Verse 24, He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which ye hear is not mine, but my, the Father's which sent me. These are the words that the Lord Jesus spoke and he said these words are from the Father. I'll leave you with this and we'll pray. Pastor, if you come. Heavenly Father, we are thankful, Lord, for your commandments. They are not grievous. Lord, that your, your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And Lord, we are thankful that we who have nothing to, to earn uh, salvation, nothing to give to you, Lord, to pay for our sins, 
that you have made uh, your grace available to us. That we can come to you by faith and not by works. And Lord, we recognize that our sal- though our salvation may be a gift, a free gift, that free gift of eternal life, we recognize that as your children, you have a purpose for us. Lord, you call us your friends, but at the same time, we are also your servants. There is a job for us to do. You have a purpose for us. You have told and informed us of what your will is and that you desire for us to do it. So I pray, Lord, that you would work in all of our lives, all of our hearts and all of our minds. Lord, that we would prove our love to you by doing your commandments. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Chris. Heads bowed, eyes closed, please, just for a moment, and our pianist will just play a stanza or two.